This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the UBS Global Research Pod Hub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Nick Smith. I'm the U.S. Consumer Sales Specialist here at UBS. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the beverage industry and how consumer habits have changed during and after the pandemic. I am joined today by Nick Oliver, head of European Consumer Staples Research, and Sean King, the U.S. and Latin Beverages Analyst. Uh, so guys, can we start off, can you talk about consumer demand through the pandemic in different parts of the world and how that varied by about, uh, beverage alcohol category? Uh, maybe Nick Oliver, can you start? Yeah, thanks so much. So I'll start with a few comments um, on Europe and then I'll hand over to Sean. So here in Europe was probably one of the most impacted markets by the pandemic because circa 50% of alcohol sales um, were historically on-premise. So by that, I mean you know, sold in bars and restaurants. And in some of the big holiday destinations in Europe, um, such as Spain, it could be as high as 80%. So the, the market was clearly very disrupted um, by COVID-19. Um, that said, we did see consumption in the at-home channel surprised to the upside across most markets in Europe. Um, The one caveat being in Europe, at-home consumption is typically a much lower margin channel than um, out-of-home, just given the power of the retailers um, here in Europe. We we, we don't have a three-tier system um, such as in the US. Um, By category, I'd say the pandemic really reinforced trends we were seeing before. So one, you know, spirits continuing to outperform beer, um, and in particular, you know, people embracing things like, you know, at-home cocktail making, which had not been a big thing really here in Europe before. Um, Within beer, we saw um, non-alcoholic beer, you know, outperforming the overall beer category. And then in soft drinks, we saw that category remaining resilient. Um, But as I touched on earlier, you know, that did come at a negative sort of revenue per case, um, given that, that shift to at-home consumption. Um, and with that, I'll pass on to Sean. Great. Thanks, Nick. Um, the U.S. also saw a surge in at-home alcohol demand at the start of the pandemic. The on-premise uh, or consumption away, you know, consumption away from home at bars and restaurants is historically about 16% of beer volume and about 18% of, of spirits volume. Beer in the on-premise um, was down you know, 75% through the first three months of the pandemic. It was down 50% through the summer, down 35% in the fall, and then down about 40% you know, this past winter. Um, with the on-premise down 50% on average uh, for the year, uh, at-home consumption needed to maintain you know, plus 10% growth to really break even, but it fell slightly short of that. Well, spirits faced a similar trajectory in the on-premise um, if not worse, at-home demand was enough to offset lost demand from closures and restrictions at bars and restaurants. I'll hand it back to Nick Smith. Great. Thanks, Nick and Sean. Um, what are you both seeing coming out of the pandemic as mobility is returning, restrictions are easing, and also maybe walk us through any differences by category there too? Yeah, sure. So maybe I'll, I'll kick off. I'll make a couple of comments on, on Europe um, and also Asia. 
um, you know, here in Europe, we've been in a series of, you know, rolling lockdowns, you know, in and out, you know, initially, when most of Europe came out of lockdown last summer, um, we saw quite a big snapback um, in the on-premise. Um, but encouragingly, we saw the off-premise still trending above historic levels, so, you know, giving some sort of confidence in the resilience of the category. And then most of Europe went back into some form of lockdown from late 2020, um, early 21. Now, as we come out of the most recent lockdowns, um, the UK being one of the first, which came out um, in May of this year, um, demand has surprised very much to the upside um, across all categories, with a number of the brewers in particular talking about some um, capacity outages, just given um, um, the strength of demand um, in the market. So I'd say early signs from the UK, very good. And I think that would bode well for you know, the rest of Europe, um, which should gradually reopen over the course of Q3, um, given the pace of the European vaccine rollout. Um, in Asia, and um, particularly China, you know, which was first into the crisis um, and first out, it does appear that you know demand is essentially back to normal. Um, the exception would be some sort of high energy occasions like nightclubs in, in the big cities, you know, where footfall is still below pre-pandemic levels. But generally, demand has fully recovered. Um, we saw a very good Chinese New Year, and it appears that you know reordering post Chinese New Year has been very strong as well. So I'd say you know Asia to all intents, China I should say to all intents and purposes. Um, it, it is back to normal. Uh, and with that, I'll um, hand over to Sean. Thanks, Nick. Um, yeah, for, so coming out of the pandemic, uh, I would say, you know, beer in the on-premise uh, is coming back very strong uh, this past spring, but it's still down, you know, 15 to 25% versus its historical pre-pandemic levels. At the same time, consumption at home has been facing a very uh, uh, difficult year-ago comparison so that those numbers have moved negative, but they're still still at higher than historic levels. On the spirit side, uh, coming out of the pandemic, it's really we're really seeing a similar trajectory where we're not quite back to full you know uh, pre-pandemic levels for the on-premise, but we still see elevated consumption versus historic for at-home consumption. Um, and with that, I'll, I'll hand it back to Nick Smith. Okay, great. And then, what are some of the most interesting observations in terms of consumer demand? Uh, for beverages, both sort of during the pandemic and as we exit it? Yeah, I think um, from my side, so here in Europe, um, it's been the kind of premiumization of the at-home consumption occasion. You know, traditionally, we tended to think of at-home consumption as being a negative, you know, for the margin mix. Um, but as I touched on earlier, I think as, you know, consumers in Europe have embraced things like, you know, home cocktail making, et cetera, and that has transitioned some of that premium spend, you know, into the home channel um, in particular. Um, and then again, the final one I touched on a little earlier, just the the, um, the non-alcoholic beer piece as well. You know, that again has accelerated um, through this um, current crisis. Uh, and with that, I'll hand over to Sean. Thanks, Nick. Um, yeah, looking at uh, looking at the Americas, it was I would say it was interesting to see that carbonated soft drinks proved to be more occasion-based than beer. In other words, um, consumers were, were going to find ways to get beer if they wanted it. You know, this was particularly true in Brazil, where, you know, which saw double-digit volume growth um, at times in the beer category, um, you know, despite you know, very severe mobility restrictions. 
Another interesting observation, similar to what uh, Nick Oliver was mentioning, is in the U.S. we've seen a, the premium end of the category continuing to outperform. You know, this could be explained by both government stimulus and you know, effective discretionary wallet share stimulus, because uh, alcohol at, at home uh, costs you know a fraction of alcohol at bars and restaurants. So that 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 premium trade up, I know, could be explained by those two factors. I'll hand it back to Nick Smith. Okay, great. And then hopefully we're we're here soon if we think about the world in a in a normal um, place or, or normal sort of steady state. What what do you um, what do you expect the lasting changes to be to the beverage category? I mean, I think from my side, it's really the pandemic has accelerated, as I touched on earlier, some of the trends we've seen before. So you know, it was you know spirits gaining share of throat from beer. It was you know premiumization. Um, I guess Sean can touch on this a bit more, but um, the kind of shift in the U.S. market to things like RTDs, you know, um, so all of those things, I think, are kind of trends we saw before, but they were accelerated um, by the pandemic. Um, I think here in Europe, it, it's been more the kind of spirits versus beer piece, um, plus what I talked about in, in terms of non-alcoholic beer. And with that, I'll hand back to Sean. Yeah, so I would say, as Nick had mentioned, you know, uh, what we saw, we saw the emergence of canned cocktails um, and hard seltzers to replace, you know, mixed drink occasions. Uh, you know, I believe this is a trend that's here to stay that was accelerated by, you know, the closure of bars and restaurants in the U.S. Um, you know, with respect to a return to normal, the general view is that, that, you know, total alcohol in the U.S., you know, could see growth in 2021 through a combination of elevated at-home consumption and consumers returning to bars and restaurants, you know, some of which had stopped, you know, drinking altogether. Um, you know, given the slow return of certain high-density, you know, on-premise channels like concerts and sporting venues, the on-premise probably won't get back to normal, you know, to pre-pandemic levels until we get to 2022. So with that, we'll, we'll close, let Nick close it. Okay, thank you both, Nick and Sean, um, and thank you all for visiting the UBS Research Pod Hub. That was an overview of the beverage industry with me, Nick Smith, the consumer uh, sales specialist here in the U.S., Nick Oliver, the head of European Consumer Staples Research, and Sean King, the U.S. and LATAM beverages analyst, um, all here at UBS. Tune in again for more investment insights at a later date. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries, and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content. It has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regulatory, or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2021. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.